Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone. This is Sue Barber. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. I am thrilled today to have my guest Mike Green with me here today, and I'm going to let him do an introduction of himself first and then we're going to get into some fun conversation. So, welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. My name is Mike Green, a master certified coach. I live in the interior of Alaska. I work with clients on Zoom face-to-face and also adventure coaching where I take people into the bush of Alaska to do various outdoor activities, whether it be sea kayaking, world-class fly fishing, or simply a backcountry uh, trip. So I'm a master certified coach, and with that comes over 11,000 documented hours. I've been honored to be able to pretty much work on every continent as a coach. And I've worked from everything from aerospace to mining to oil and gas to cybersecurity to everything in between. So that's who I am. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. So let me do a little bit of a background for the listeners. So Mike and I met, how many years ago? Was that three? No, it's more than that. It's probably about six. COVID has shrunk everybody's time frame, right? (laughs) True, but I've only been in business six years, so it can't be quite that long. Maybe four and a half, somewhere in there. Anyway, we met as part of a coaching mastermind group, and uh, we were on Zoom for, I don't know, every week for probably almost a year or nine months or so, and then we all got together in Colorado, and that was the first time I got to meet him in person, and it's like you just knew each other, even though we never officially met. So it was wonderful to meet him and spend time with him. And we even got to experience Pike's Peak together. He drove to the top, which I'm really grateful you were driving and not me. Right. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good yeah. time. It was a little scary driving up there, no doubt. So mm-hmm. I would like to start this conversation. Just you mentioned in all of your bio the things that you have done I am just curious how you make decisions about where you are going to spend time next in all of those situations. You you did all kinds of different things in all different kinds of places. How did you decide Great question. what to do um, when? Or did those things just show up in your world and you just went for them? I would say that I believe that once you uncover your truth of, um, for me, was it always in service of others or of, of adventure. You kind of open up that, the universe, if you will, or uh, everything comes together for you. And a lot of curiosity as well. Uh, there's times when I've been introduced to an, a concept or an idea or even a job, like, for example, commercial lobstering. I was, I was serving in a our restaurant in New Hampshire and I saw a guy with a nice interesting necklace I said well that's a really cool necklace where'd you get that well, I got it in Norway I said no kid that's awesome and he goes yeah I'm a commercial lobsterman but you're you're not tough enough to do that job I said oh really okay well I said I'll find I'll see you on the docks within a month 
true story. And within a month, I saw him on the dock and his mouth was, <laughs> you really did. I go, and when I asked him, I said, don't even tell me the name of the company. Just tell me a landmark wow. and I'll find it myself. That's crazy. And he told me where the landmark was, and I just kept walking to the wall, towards the river and ultimately became a commercial lobsterman uh, within a month after that, which, by the way, is the hardest job I've ever oh, done in my really? entire life. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, coal, out by coal mining would be probably the second. Uh, but uh, logging in Scotland was probably a close second, maybe third. But lobstering because of the ocean was the hardest. Oh, wow. I can't even imagine. So you, right. you talked about the hard ones. Right. Is there one that you would say was your very favorite experience that you've had? Can I say being a father? Of course. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, my favorite job where I got paid, let's say, I mean, being a coach, you know, because you you support people in their journey and you create that space in which they find as my language would be truth towards what is congruent between who they are and where, where they want to go. And uh, that's my favorite. And I'm grateful that that is my calling that I've been able to do so. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting about you, Mike, is that you are doing something that I really don't know anyone else who is doing, which is adventure coaching. Can you share a little bit about what that mm -hmm. looks like and how you, was that something someone had done with you or did you just kind of create that for people? Great question. The, when I was a senior in high school, I did an hour bound course as a normal population, meaning, you know, I just went to do it in the boundary waters of Minnesota during the winter. So it was dog sledding, cross country skiing. And that opened my eyes to Kurt Hahn's philosophy of getting people away from their day-to-day -day operation, day-to-day -day lives, and, and showing them that they are what is possible, that they can actually do far more than their uh, self-imposed thought process of, well, I can't dog sled because I've never done that before. Well, we'll teach you. And not only are you going to dog sled, but you're going to do it until exhaustion. And then guess what? You're going to continue wow. to do it past exhaustion. <laughs> And that just opened up my world and opened up who I am as a young man at the time because I was a senior in high school. Um, so then I started on that path of experiential education. And then um, throughout that, I used the Outward Bound model working for them in different parts of the world, whether it be Costa Rica, Ecuador, or Austria, Scotland, uh, Germany, Finland, or Bulgaria. Wherever I was, I used that platform in order to support people's growth. And then fast forward towards where I found myself in Alaska. I became a big game hunting guide uh, for Alaska big game, that is. And I was supporting people in their, in their journey towards um, that moment of their lives, what they've been dreaming of, whether it be for a moose, say. I've been supporting them. So I basically went from the, from the, the good side of leave no trace to big game hunting where you leave a gun pile, right? <laughs> So I went to the dark side. <laughs> anyway, so then I took that and then I'll, I started metamorphosizing into my true self of um, utilizing the outdoors and my knowledge, my comfort, my uh, ability to keep people safe in the outdoors to towards my coaching. So it was a natural progression. And I'm grateful to say I've had, I can't even, I can't even count how many adventure clients I've had. Um, 
well, this year I've had two so far back to back and they left wildly thankful. Um, and we did some fishing, we did some backcountry experiences, et cetera. So adventure coaching is where I take people out of their, their normal day-to-day operations or their lives, get away from all the distractions, whether it be a telephone or an email or family responsibilities or relationship responsibilities, both professional and personal, and allow them a space where they get real uncomfortable, mainly because they don't have a distraction called a phone or an email or responsibilities. And now they're just an opportunity to be with themselves in a beautiful, huge landscape that could be terrifying because there's a bear behind every bush or mosquitoes are going to pick me up and take me away or uh, it's going to rain. What am I going to eat next? Uh, I've never been this high off the top of a mountain before or it's so windy, those kinds of things. So that's what I do. Or they just enjoy fly fishing or they spinner fishing or sea kayaking. So that's what adventure coaching is. But adventure coaching is taking people out into the outdoors where they experience themselves in the majestic Alaska landscape, or I do it in different parts of the world as well, whether it be Scotland for castles and scotch or Nicaragua for cigars and rum or Ecuador for code epoxy and just the culture. That's what I do. Oh my gosh. That sounds so amazing, right? Very inspirational. And I imagine that they all come into it with some apprehension to some extent of where, what's this going to be like? How am I going to operate without my phone? How am I going to, how are you going to create this place for me that I'm going to change, right? That I'm going to do something different. Because I think especially like you work with a lot of CEOs, don't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. And teams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably hard for them to not even have any kind of electronic (laughs) tether to them in any way, right? Where you take them, it's very far out in the, in the middle of nothing. Right. And you're there for that. But I would imagine they, right. (laughs) It's like nothing. But I think what's cool about you is that you create a place of safety for Mm -hmm. them to feel like, you know, even though we're in this place, I'm here, I'm going to help you. I'm going to coach you. What are some of the biggest if you can share just even a couple of examples of biggest breakthroughs people have had by doing this. Well, I've supported people in saving their marriage, right? Uh, that's a big one. In fact, I write about it in my book with, uh, yeah. with client Ian. Um, I've just supported somebody recently of um, ending a time of their life, a chapter in their life well, so that they can arrive well into the new chapter. And that's been very important to that individual just recently. The other one was, um, what do I do after selling my company for a lot of money? Now I have a lot of money problems, you know, not like I don't have any, I have way too much money, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and actually, honestly, I work for CEOs and, and teams too, but I also work with individuals that are that know that there's more to life and that they want to get that congruency both in their lives and in the decisions they make. And I had a flight nurse that um, doesn't make a lot of money, but it was important to him to get my services. And 
just to support getting his, as he said, getting his life in order. He didn't like his job. He didn't like his hours, didn't have a girlfriend, kind of just barely making it paycheck to paycheck. And he knew something had to stop. So you got one end of the spectrum, a guy who wants to save his marriage. The other one saying, you know what, this isn't working. And it's basic life skills of, I don't like my job and I don't like my schedule. I don't like the fact that I'm working paycheck to paycheck. So I work with all kinds, but the outdoors, to your first point, they without their phones, I strictly say in the very first email saying, do not bring your phone. If you want to take pictures, buy a camera because the phone is such a trigger, right? Right. Think about it. We're triggered by it all the time. In fact, yeah. I don't even bring my phone out um, to, to message for just safety reasons. I do it away from them out of their way. So my last client, he brought a beautiful big camera and he's grateful he did most of the time until he was, it was too heavy to climb up the top of the mountains. But um, so just to your point that, that there's a lot of triggers that we have that take us away from the moment of being with ourselves that uh, I do my best to get out of. And also to that point, I, I make sure people understand that I'm not responsible for your coffee. You bring your coffee <laughs> that you want. I, I'm not kidding you. True story. Because wow. I'm a tea drinker. Yeah, oh. don't hate me, you coffee people. So I say, whatever is <laughs> important to you, because coffee is like a morning ritual for people. True. So I yes. say, you're responsible for your coffee. I will have a percolator. I encourage instant. Yeah. Bring a lot of it. Yeah, you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the appointments, the, the, the cabins and such are rustic out in the bush. But they're comfortable. They were all surprised on how neat and comfortable they were. They're like, wow, this is this is more than I expected. I said, well, it's remote, but it's not the cabin you would see, you know, in the Alaska movies with a big, beautiful stuff. They're 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 functional and they're comfortable, especially when it's raining. Exactly. Oh. I um well let's talk mm-hmm. about your book because I have some questions on your book. Uh so share a little bit about the title of your book, how you came up mm-hmm. with that, who the book is for and what it's about. Right. Well, first I'm I'm grateful for our friendship because your book came out before mine and you supported me on my journey for books. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Um my mm-hmm. book yeah. the book title is called Wander Must: A Hero's Journey to Seven Truths. Um, the hero's journey basically um, focused on Joseph Campbell's work and wander must is kind of a play on words. Wander can like aimlessly wander must is driven focused, right? So they kind of play on one another. And, um, and I also liked it because most people think, well, wander lust, uh, did you misspell that? No, it's wander must. And, uh, so I really liked the title. It really hit me when, when I was thinking about it forever and ever and ever and sleepless nights. And once it hit, it was good. <laughs> so the book basically chronicles my client Ian's experience as he comes to Alaska after having coached him for five to six months prior to his arrival on basically what is your intention for coming to Alaska? What is it? You want to decide, experience, understand, um, to work through, just fill in the blank, right? Um, and then I support that. And so Ian comes to Alaska. We start the book starts off where we're helicoptering out to the bush. And as I'm coaching him, I'm going back in time to each continent 
and remembering my leadership truth that I discovered on that continent. For example, the leadership truth of uh, self-awareness or, uh, or um, emotional intelligence. When I was working in Antarctica, I discovered that um, emotional intelligence is very important, not only in the present, but also in the future. And I tell all that story of how I discovered it, how I learned it, and how I apply it to my life. Now, my leadership truths are different than yours. We might say have similar, but pretty much my experience yeah. of discovering them is mine, but we may share the same. So the book is a really fun book to read because Ian goes through the coaching conversation and also the reader gets to hear seven different stories of me on different continents, doing different jobs, discovering the truth. And so far, the reviews have been outstanding, like shockingly. It's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Not you know? shockingly. That's because you're a good writer. I, what I love about them is that when I'm reading it, I feel like I'm there with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I understand, like the group you took where it was raining and muddy mm-hmm. and you had to find the, I forget how do you describe it, but like there was multiple choices and they all had mm-hmm. bird poop all over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, that's, that's okay. Uh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to choose that one. So I just feel like you can imagine having, you know, your clothing is soaked, your socks mm-hmm. are, are soaked, everything is soaked and yet you have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just find it really inspiring and also mm-hmm. a fun adventure for someone who's never done something even remotely like that before right. in their lives. Right. It's a metaphor for finding. So that that story you're referring to is Ecuador and the leadership truth is vision because we were going towards Cotopaxi, which is the highest active volcano in the world at nineteen thousand some odd feet, and. That's the whole story is around vision, how keeping the vision in front of people to keep them moving forward, no matter what they were experiencing visually, uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally, um, et cetera. So, yeah, it's a really fun. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it was fun to, fun to read. Also, <laughs> I don't right? know that I would be doing that with you, Mike, but <laughs> if I did, I know right. that it would be a fun experience for sure. So... What made you decide to write the book? Because I think we all know that it takes a lot of time and effort to write a book. What was the why behind you wanting to write it? And how is it different, in your opinion, versus maybe other leadership books that you've read? The intention of the book, when I was uh, being coached by my book writing coach, we said you must keep the intention in front of you at all times for the ups and through the downs. And because if you don't, you will get lost and you'll never complete it. So my intention, truthfully, is just I wanted to make my mother proud, my wife and my two boys proud. You yeah. know, I wanted them to be able to read it and then say, wow, um, now I understand why dad says, well, we're going outside to work, <laughs> you know, you know, we're, so where it gets it from. They might not understand it now because they're six and nine. But so the intention yeah. of the book was just to make my mom and dad, my mom proud, my boys proud, my wife proud. In my coaching world, my practices, I wanted to show people the value of coaching, the value of um, discovering your leadership or life truth um, that allows you to make a good decision have good outcomes. And that congruency is the good information you need of um, what is truth. So that's why I wrote it. And why is it different? Much like you just said around the book, it's like I felt like I was really there 
and most people can relate to it in strong way that I wouldn't want to be doing that. That's fine. But you can relate to the story of vision and how vision is important <laughs> or how I discovered sure. that truth. Right. So a lot of the feedback that I have received from people is a thank you. You made me. I, I laughed, I cried, and I self-reflected. And that was the second intention. I want people to laugh. I have fun, of course. I want them to reflect, and I want them to feel the emotion. Yeah. And I'm, I've been successful in that regard far, far more than I ever expected. Yeah, well, it's 100% working. And I, I like the concept of you know, the different continents and the different truths you had in each one, which I think is easy for people to be able to connect to. Uh, even if they haven't traveled there before. So I love that. Fill in the blank. Visibility is? Showing up in a congruent manner. Mm. Can you share by what you mean by congruent? Where you, you know in your heart of hearts that this is you, right? There's no self-talk saying, should I say this or should I not? Um, and then being able to drive away from that meeting or that day and think, yeah, I showed up the best I could. Do you have any advice or a tip that you could share with the listeners on what you have done to be visible? Be true to yourself. So when you say that, is that because that's something you struggled with at some point along the way, not being true to yourself? Great question. I would say... Um, Yes, I always thought that I had to follow the mold of everyone else before me, right? So, and it wasn't until a conversation with one, like, believe it or not, a guidance counselor who talked to me about life and not college, said, Mike, you're just different than everyone else. You just do things your own way, and that's fine. You just got to do it well. Just, and I was like, okay. So that relieved all kinds of pressure of, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to go to college at age 20, I, do, I did go to college, by the way, after high school. I finished my degree and continue on with college after, for another degree like everybody else. Instead, I'm going to go to Florida and work with a bunch of uh, adjudicated youth on the Florida rivers, right? And doing my prime of my life when I should be partying with my buddies. Who would have thought? Yeah. So I was true to myself because it was my heart saying this is, there's a lesson, there's a value in doing that kind of work. Yeah, I love that you trusted that because not everybody listens right. to that, right? And have the courage to, right? Right. Yeah, you took a yeah. lot of risks If because I know yeah. a lot of your stories and you took a lot of risks <laughs> throughout your, your, your career and your life. Yes, calculated. Yes. Yeah. Very, very so well is that courage to, to follow my heart uh, to Florida with adjudicated youth? Well, I got a couple scars from getting hit with a paddle and <laughs> shovel and... But, <laughs> But, that, but I also support a lot of kids, too. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so what is the one piece of leadership or career advice that you've received that's helped you the most? Well, I would say that it is be a servant leader. That's what I was told. And then I researched it and then realized I'd been doing that all my life. I just did, I've never had a term for it. A servant leader is someone who puts the needs of others before their own. And uh, that was the best advice I ever received. Yeah, that's great advice for sure. Okay, this one might be hard for you. What book have you read recently that you love and would recommend? 
driven by Dr. Doug Brockman. It, it's literally a owner's manual for a driven mind, driven like the high Ds if you do the DISC assessment. And it supports, yeah. it changed mm-hmm. my life because finally I was like, oh my God, this is like the owner's manual of how, I, how my mind works, right? I was like, honey, honey, read this. This is going to save you, <laughs> you know? Um, Driven was aw- is an now awesome book. Me. I, yeah, I read it probably four times, listened to it twice. It's uh, a great book for oh, those wow. people who are just driven in the high Ds, right? And it's also a great book for those who live or love or work with another D because you'll understand how their mind works. And, and, and it's not only their mind, but genetically they work. Um, very, very powerful book. Um, grateful for it. Uh, Dr. Brackman, good man, uh, driven. Uh, well, I will put that in the show notes for everybody so that anybody who is that person or lives with someone who is that person can, suffering can definitely relate. <laughs> My, wife my husband eyes. may need to read it. Yeah. Yeah. My, wife. <laughs> right. my kids, when my wife leaves, my kids go, Mom, Dad's torturing us <laughs> with work. We're going out there. We're going to dig a trench today. <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. Well, they're going to be so much better for it when they grow up. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so one quick other question for you. I'm curious how the experience of, you know, being visible around your book has been for you because it's definitely, it was definitely something new for me in like talking about my book and marketing my book. Mm -hmm. And how has that experience been for you? It's allowed me to step into who I truly am as a coach, right? So you truly am as my book. I show how I metamorphosize in who I currently was in front of Ian as a coach, but also as a person, but allowing me mm-hmm. to having that book in your hand and oh my God, I did it. It's allowed me to step in front of other clients without all that extra noise in the background of like, well, you know, all that, you know, imposter syndrome. Although I had a little bit of a voice, not a lot, but a little enough to yeah. kind of set me up where to, should I really be in this room right now with all these executives or do I really have the value to, to talk to a flight nurse that is excellent in this field, but frustrated in life. And the books helped me confidently step in to all things Mike Green. Oh, I love that. And I love that your book did that. Is that it's kind of a labor of love to create a book in general, but to help you become mm-hmm. the Mike Green you want to be. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. And I, and you experience it as much as I do. Uh, the the value we bring is those small little notes that people handwrite or uh, send you mm-hmm. saying, "I'm so grateful, thank you." you. You know, I got one yesterday. They had LinkedIn. My ex girlfriend's mother sent me a handwritten note years. Oh. Ago. I mean, you know, <laughs> my senior in high school girlfriend's mother, right? It's like handwritten oh, note. Oh wow! I'm so proud of you. So those are treasures uh-huh. that you never experienced, never could have understand that could happen or will happen yeah which is the fruit of the labor that's so amazing i'm so excited and so proud for you and just if everybody could be in the place that mike and i were when we first started meeting and just to see where we are now it's it's really been so transformational for both of us to have come as well as the other people in our in our mastermind um the same so 
Masterminds are a good thing. If you can be a part of them with some good people, you learn a lot and you get mm-hmm. a lot out of the experience for sure. So, Mike, also, where can people know, reach out? Oh, oh, sorry. But I also would add to that. Um, we've been in conversations with others before 10, 4, 10, 15 years ago where we heard people say the thing you just said and think, I can never be there. I'll never be there. I was that guy who said, I'll never be there. I'll never be there. And now I've made it. How did I make it? Great people like Susan and in the mastermind, as well as those other great individuals, Tom and Chad and John, Wayne, of course, you know, they make us better together. And that's it. You just got to make a good tribe and believe in yourself. Wholeheartedly. I love that you said that too, because I think a lot of people, may not have had the opportunity to be a part of something like that, like we were. And so take advantage of it if you get the opportunity, because it can really change you, how you think and your perspective, et cetera. So, so Mike, if people want to reach out to you, how would you like them to find you? Uh, we'll just keep it simple, right? MikeGreenLeadership.com. All things Mike Green is there. Um, <laughs> look for me on social media as well. Uh, Mike Green Leadership on Facebook, Mike Green Leadership on Instagram. And in the near future, probably within a month, a lot of the videos and uh, social media stuff will start taking place of um, more uh, adventure coaching snippets. What does it look like? And what's important is to understand is that you'll see a a young woman that is very, very fit. She can do it. She did really, really well. And then you'll see a, a gentleman that is 51. He did well. I work with all sizes, all shapes, and all mentalities <laughs> out there. So don't think that you got to work out for two years to come out with me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not that way. We'll just keep it we keep it simple for everyone. Just being out there is what you want. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point to bring up so that it doesn't dissuade mm-hmm. anyone. It, it feels they right. may not be ready. So I love right. that. Uh, well, thank you, Mike, for being here. I truly enjoyed our conversation. And, you know, we have spent many conversations outside of doing something like this. And Mike Green is the real deal. He is exactly who he just thank showed you. up to be all the time. So um, I know anybody who's interested in working with him would definitely benefit. So if if you want more information, please reach out to him on his website. And thanks again, Mike, for coming. I'm grateful for you. In so many ways. Thank you, Susan. You too. You too. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining the Visibility Factor podcast today. And I'll put all the links together in the notes for you for Mike's book and everything else. Thanks for joining today. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.